This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From baseball's top personalities. The great Chris Russo joins us once again. To the game's top players. Joining us is the all-star. Matt Chapman with us. You never know what stories you're going to hear. If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see the great Chris Townsend. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Welcome to another edition of A's Unfiltered. It's a spring training special. You're going to hear from players. You're going to hear from the front office, guys that stop by the mic during the actual game. Chad Pender, Stephen Piscotti, Tony Kemp, Mark Canna, and David Forrest. At the bottom of the fifth inning, we could tell you so much about who the new pitcher is. Is Garrett Clevenger. He's left-handed. But the most important thing that we're going to talk about is the guy down in the dugout. Happy to have him join us. That is Chad Pender. Chad, how you doing, my friend? Doing fantastic. How are you guys? We're doing great. We're talking in between innings about uh, your, your son and your wife all out here. Your sixth month birthday for the youngster? Yep. That's great. Yeah, it's first ball game, first trip to the ballpark, so no no better way to celebrate, celebrate <laughs> the six months than coming out to the yard. I love it. I hope he's dressed warmly. What was today like, Chad, just getting, getting dressed and – Got a game to play against somebody else, and there's going to be some fans cheering you on. What was that like? Oh, it's awesome. You know, anytime get to come over here and, and start games and with fans now, um, it, it's been great. Um, you know, it's a little different. You know, we didn't get any fans last year, so a uh, different atmosphere, so it's, it's nice. And hearing the chant in the stands as the first pitch to Mark Canna is outside for ball one. Chant, uh, let's go Oakland. That's, that's good to hear that again. Tell us about the number four. And, you know, that's a, a, a new number for you. Yeah, it's a new number. Um, you know, Mitch Moreland came over, and he's born 18 his whole career. And, um, you know, he asked if I'd be cool with giving up, gave me the option, said it was no problem if I didn't want to. But, you know, if I was in his shoes, you know, 12, 12 years in the big leagues with the same number, I think I'd want the same respect. So, uh, you know, I was happy to give it to him. Set of golf clubs? I was going to say. <laughs> I just, uh, I actually just bought myself a set of golf clubs. So you didn't negotiate uh, with him wanting that number. <laughs> oh, we've been, in, we're, we're talking a little bit. <laughs> My people are talking to his people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Ron Hassey was the best. Ron Hassey was the best because he always got Ricky Henderson's number, and Ricky would always come back, and Ricky would always. He had Ricky had so much jewelry, he had to keep his number. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's too funny. Pitch foul back by Canna. Count of two and one. That Chad, one, so one of the things, and, and again, watching and, and your versatility, uh, what has there been any discussion of your role coming up for the 2021 season? Um, not too much. You know, I'm just doing my normal spring training, taking my ground balls where, you know, I probably will play that day. Um, today's third. You know, it could be short here yeah. in the next couple of days, some second, some outfield. Um, just kind of continue to do the same stuff, do, do my normal routine. Um, we haven't had too many talks about, like, the role. And, you know, the one, one thing I can say is just, I mean, our team is extremely deep um, at every position. You know, our, 
our infield, you know, so far has been it's been incredible. The, the infield work we've done, the outfield looks fantastic. Um, you know, we're, we've put ourselves in a good position with the depth. Pitch runner for Mark Canna, who took the 3-1 pitch for a walk. He's at first base as Mitch Moreland, as you discussed, wearing your, your number 18. And hopefully that set of golf clubs will be paid for, if not other things paid for by Mr. Moreland. But, you know, how, how much, uh, Chad, did, did all this change with the number of free agents who left? Of course, there was opening a short with Marcus Simeon leaving yeah. and, and La Stella at second base. How much of a thought, if any, did you have that maybe you would have a permanent position coming into the 21 season? And obviously a lot of that has changed with the acquisitions. Yeah. You know, I took my offseason as a, as a normal offseason, doing the same things, trying to get my body right. And, you know, I have no problem coming into camp, you know, trying to just figure out a spot. You know, nothing's really changed for me in my role the past couple of years as far as coming into spring. So I, I just – take it normally um you know obviously we lose like a big hole with Marcus and um you know KD and Tommy there's a few other guys um Grossman um you know but our front office has done a fantastic job with the guys that they've brought it in every single one of those guys has messed right away um awesome people awesome people in the clubhouse um you see their talent speaks for itself um you know excited for this year now Mark Canna walked, and now a 2-0 pitch to Mitch Moreland gets him somewhere, what, elbow or something, as he heads to first base. And pitching coach to the mound, it's to be another pinch runner. I, w I wonder, uh, Chad, how, how much mentally did the postseason help your offseason because you toughest time of the year, toughest pitching, and you really you came up with some big hits for the A's in October. Yeah, I mean, definitely gave me some confidence, get, get my feet wet in the postseason. That was my first time playing. I, you know, the first two years we were in the wild card game, I wasn't able to get in the game, but those, it was my first time during the postseason, and I was really happy with how it went. Obviously, um, from a personal standpoint, as, as a team, you know, it kind of stunk to end how we did against the Astros, but, you know, we got another step further, and it definitely kept us hungry for this year and, um, you know, adding some players that have, experience in the postseason in the World Series with Mitch winning a World Series with the Red Sox and Elvis playing in a World Series um, you know Romo winning multiple World Series you know there's there's some value um, to that coming over to the team so as far as the offseason um, you know it, it just was a normal offseason for me to be totally honest with you aside from the feeding times <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and and you know the, the best thing too for you and, and your wife Taylor to have your son and for you not to have to do FaceTime to see how the youngster is growing up because they do grow up fast, as you will yeah, find out. For real. You know, you know uh, Chad is Austin Allen is 0-2 uh, with a couple of runners on base, two pinch runners. I'll let Vince tell you who they are in a moment. But <laughs> the, the, the one thing of, about your versatility, which is outstanding for a manager to be able to place you wherever, infield, outfield, and, and the fact that you work on, let's say, in a given day, you may be playing at short or second or wherever it might be, and you work on that. How are you able to hit as well as you do, considering the different positions you play, to get yourself prepared for your four or five at plate appearances uh, because of the different positions you play defensively? Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy playing multiple positions. You know, I'd, I'd be extremely, you know, happy playing somewhere different every single day. You know, mm -hmm. I, that part is fun to me. Um, but as far as the hitting, I, I think it's just I, I keep things pretty simple as far as my mechanics and how, you know, my swing. I don't have a lot of moving parts, and right. just try to keep things as simple as possible. 
You must hit a golf ball, what, 300 yards consistently on a, on a drive? <laughs> yeah, it depends what direction. Yeah. <laughs> we all can find him in the woods, right? <laughs> but, I mean, you're, you're one of the strongest. People always ask, who, who's the strongest on the, on the team? And your name comes up usually at the top of the list. They say, Chad Pinner, what are we talking about? But you've hit some of the longest drives. This is Buddy Reed. And, and speaking of, of new guys, and, and <laughs> Buddy Reed's throw to the plate. Uh, I mean, I, I, you, normally you don't see that in spring training. Yeah. What was your reaction to see that throw that he made? Yeah, don't sleep on that one to third well, either. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's funny you say that because today we were doing our infield outfield, and, um, I mean, his two throws in his in – his, uh, from right field, we're to third and to, to home, well, and absolutely on the money. People were talking about it after. We're like, God, that's that might be the best arm we've seen in a long time. Yeah. And then I'll be dang the first first play <laughs> to him down to the line. Yeah. Moving to the line, one hot bullet. I mean, and the wind is. I mean, you may not be able to tell, but the wind is pushing in hard from left. Hmm. So he's fighting that too, and it's staying true. One hop, the one to third was just as impressive. Um, it seems like that one was a good contact. I didn't see it. Um, yeah, he's a great player, super talented, ton of tools, man. He's he's gonna be special. So before we let you fun to watch. Before we let you go, Chad, just the thought about the competition in the West this year and how you feel about your club. Yeah, it's a it's a great division, um, and it has been the past few years. Um, we're excited to get going. I mean, spoke to, spoke on it a little earlier. The depth that we have. Um, not only in the position player department, but p the pitching staff. Um, we have a very, very good ball club, and I know we've all talked about it. We're extremely excited to see where this year takes us. Appreciate your time, my friend, and uh, go enjoy your family, and especially on that six-month birthday. Yeah, Appreciate right. you taking your time, Chad, and uh, Thanks, best, best of luck to you this season. All right, Paul. Sorry, Vince. Thanks, guys. We have Stephen Piscotti down in the dugout coming out of the game to visit with us for this half inning. Steven, how are you doing this spring? I'm doing great. Minus the punchies right there. Nah, You've don't been worry doing good. It. It's the first yeah. day, Steven. We're not worried. <laughs> you know, we were talking about that a little bit. And, and how important is it for you as a veteran to see pitches in the early part of spring training? And sure, you'd like to see the results be good, but just the fact you're at the plate, seeing some pitches, and uh, being able to get ready for a season. Yeah, it's been good to, to get in there and get your feet wet again and um, you know, see some pitches. That's that's the big thing. And, um, you know, they've, they've done a good job in a compressed uh, spring training, getting us some reps. And um, it's good to get out and in front of some fans, too, and, and, uh, and do it. So um, it's been good. And, uh, yeah, you got to knock the, the rust off early. But uh, it's it's been going really well so far. Steven, I talked with uh, Darren Bush uh, before the camp started. He said you sent him quite a few uh, – looks at your at your swing during the the off season how do you feel what'd you work on yeah um it was, it was nice being able to to send him videos getting getting his input and um you know there was definitely some things i wanted to, to clean up from last year and um you know one of those is, is seeing some pitches and um so you know there's a few things you can do to, to help yourself you know have more balance in the plate and, and give yourself a, a better chance to to see the ball with your you know your head moving or not moving and uh yeah so i've been focused on that Stephen, one of the things, unfortunately, I guess you could say, able to play 60 games last year and, and play in October, and you guys were in that department. But how much did it affect you, being that there were just 60 games during regular season, that you know you almost had, you didn't have enough time to get out of a funk that you might think that you're in? 
Yeah, I mean, it was a compressed season, and, um, you know, we're used to having 162. You know, you have those months that sometimes just aren't aren't your best, and, um, you know, I felt like I had a good first month uh, last year, but, you know, struggled in, in the second half. Um, you know, when you have 16 games, there's no time to, to come back, really, from yeah. from that, so, and it's just the way it was. You know, it was such a unique season, and uh, um, glad it's going to be a, yeah. the one of its kind, and, you uh, and looking forward to a, a full full set this year. Well, let's hope that's the case. So speaking of one of a kind, have you ever been involved in a game where a guy walks a batter and then everybody walks off the field? <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, we heard that was a rule, yeah. and we weren't sure who would be the first to do it. And, uh, I guess we just found out. Well, you guys were the first last year to put a runner at second base in a tie game. That's true. You know, and you ended up winning that game. But, that's uh, true. You know, again, in spring training, I can't emphasize enough uh, the, the, the latitude that a veteran has of being able just to know that when you come to camp. It's not like you're saying, okay, I know I have the ball club made, which you do. The line drive towards right field, and it is caught for out number two by not Stephen Piscotti because he was in right field, and he's talking to us, so <laughs> that wasn't him. What but, do you think about the, the roster, Stephen? Some new faces, but a lot of – positive experience including a former teammate of yours with the Cardinals oh, Trevor yeah. Rosenthal yeah um, you know it's it's a really exciting uh, team and it's it's funny you know this is my fourth year here and it seems like every time a new player comes in um, they immediately gel and, yeah. and vibe with the with the whole clubhouse and the chemistry we have and um, you know that's happened uh, immediately so that's that's really exciting to keep that going because we have a lot of fun playing um, and we got some some serious talent out there um, as well so um, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great year. You know, with that in mind, with the newcomers coming in, and the fact that you were a newcomer a few years ago, what did you learn when you came here, and how much can you help those guys in case of Rosenthal, who you played with, to be able to know what they're going to expect with this club? Yeah, I mean, every, every club's different, and I think um, you know, guys, you know, learn real quick here. Um, you know, there's just a lot of good people on the staff in the in the clubhouse, the players. Um, you know, just some down to earth people that you know, love playing the game and love playing baseball. Um, and it's it's really that simple. There's there's nothing much else going on, which is which is great from a simplicity standpoint. Guys just come in and get to work on their craft and have fun doing it. So it's just it's just a great thing. You know, it's an overused term, but healthy, being healthy. What does that say to you? I mean, you, you've fought through some injuries, but to feel healthy, feel good when you come to the park and know that you feel so good that you, you just feel great about playing the game of baseball and having to fight through some injuries, but also when you do feel healthy, you can see the difference. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you can't do any good if you're on the bench, you know, yeah. hurt. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a big thing, you know, staying healthy. And, um, you know, had a few bumps and bruises last year that I you know, was able to recover from pretty quick. Pretty quick, And, um, you know, feel really good in camp, feel strong this year, um, feel quick. Um, and so, you know, I'm just looking forward to, to this season and getting rolling. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a good year. Well, we're looking forward to another outstanding season from you, Stephen. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Stephen. Of course. Stephen Piscotti, A's right fielder, joining us. Tony Kemp, who timings everything. Joins us in the A's dugout. How you doing, Tony? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And uh, my first question, you got Otani pitching. It throws a lot of split-finger fastballs. Yeah. You didn't waste any time jumping on the first pitch, what looked like a fastball, mm -hmm. driving it. I mean, from your all you guys' standpoint, it's, it seemed like the splitter was not there, a lot of curveballs and fastballs. How did that about work for you, looking for the fastball, perhaps? Yeah, just watching, you know, how he was pitching lefties and, um, you know, he was attacking the zone uh, early with the heater, and 
Man, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I didn't want to get to that split. Looked like yeah. it was doing it was doing some nasty stuff today, especially to Canna uh, on his strikeout. Um, almost hit him in the knee. So it was moving pretty good today, but I just didn't want to get to that. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because I mean, the pitcher has a good splitter. That seems what hitters do. Fair ball down the left field line. That is. Schebler, who is in, of course, for Mike Trout. He's going to coast into second base for a leadoff double against Schlitter, the pitcher for the Athletics. Tony, uh, last year was a hello, my name is, and you shook your hand and uh, <laughs> worked your way around the clubhouse. What, what about year two after getting the playoffs, advancing to the playoffs, and, and being in the situation for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys have seen this team. A um, bunch of grinders, a bunch of guys who work hard, and, you know, especially being on the other side in the Astros, uh, you saw, you know, you get to the ninth inning, these guys are still going 110%. They never give up. And, man, I was excited to get trade over here because I knew what these guys are about. And just to be in the clubhouse and to actually hang around and get better with these guys, is uh, it's a true blessing. Joe Adele is the right-handed hitter at the plate. And, Tony, that's a great point you've made because this being your second year with the athletics, and we have talked to some of the guys who are coming over for the first time, and they've talked exactly about that same thing. And, and how important is it perhaps for you as now kind of a veteran with some of these guys being able to impart some of those things about what you learned last year being with the athletics? Yeah, I mean, to be completely candid with you guys, just I learned a lot from Marcus Simeon. Um, you know, his motor never stops, and it always keeps going, and he's a guy that, you know, you want to model your game after, and he, that kind of rubbed off on Chapman and Olsen. You guys... Obviously, you guys see the platinum and the gold gloves that yeah. they bring. And, um, you know, it kind of makes you up your game because you don't want to be the weak link. So um, I can honestly say I think I've gotten better just being around these guys and getting in their glove work routine and being able to work with them every day is uh, it's awesome. You know, they're some of the best in the game for a reason. You're playing some on the infield at second. You'll probably get some reps in the outfield. I, I, mm -hmm. Tony, I, I call you a winning player. Uh, I know you're going to get yourself ready for the season. What's it like just just preparing for a season, especially one where the team is expected to contend. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, I, I just always try to bring positive energy to a clubhouse. And, you know, this is a game of failure, and you can't get too bogged down on yourself. And, you know, I think that's what a lot of the guys over here do is, you know, you don't want it to be a roller coaster. You want it to be as even-keeled as you can. Don't get too high. Don't get too low on yourself. But uh, have a demeanor about yourself that you're going to, you know, bring, it, bring your lunch pail to, to work every day. And I think that's what these guys do. And, um, you know, to put this to put this uniform on and to see the, the Ricky Hendersons, the guys who really came through here, um, you know, it's definitely something to live up to. Joe Adell is a hitter, kind of two and two from Schlitter. And, and Tony, one of the things that uh, we've gotten a chance to see is you hit against left-handed pitchers. Yay! Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying attention. Don't worry. I, oh man, yeah, I think it's I think it's funny. You know, sometimes you. Uh, you know, it's, it's all about matchups once you get to the big leagues. But, you know, it's like, how, you think I got to the big leagues by just hitting right-handed pitching? <laughs> well, well you, you know, you're exactly right because platooning only happens in the big leagues because going mm -hmm. through the minors, you do hit against everybody. But, you know, watching the ball, it's almost like you're watching the ball at the end of the catcher's mitt going down on the yeah. one knee. I mean, it, I mean, I, you yeah. probably don't face a lot of pitchers in the big leagues, but mm -hmm. from the left side, how important is it for that in spring training and to watch these guys the way you are? Well, I mean, also, when you're facing a lefty and sometimes if you're in a little rut against you know some pitching you know when you're a lefty you have to stay in your front shoulder that much longer to track the pitch that much deeper so you know you're not releasing your front side on a slider so that's why you guys see me go to my back knee just yeah. because I'm tracking the pitch that much longer and you know when you get when you face a righty sometimes you get in a lull of 
uh, not exactly tracking the pitch, how you said, into the catcher's glove. And, you know, sometimes that's what a lefty can do is really put you um, in a good position uh, with your front side. And uh, I think it's, it's good, good, good practice right now. This is Jose Rojas says Schlitter has a couple of runners on base. Score tied at two. We're visiting with Tony Kemp. Very happy to, very pleased to have him join us after having a ringing double and, more importantly, a walk against a left-hander. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, double is great against Otani. You know, smart hitting from that standpoint. But uh, being able to draw the walk from a left-hander, that's just as special, if not more special. Tony, one of the things as that ball in the dirt and yeah. not able to be blocked by the catcher and advancing to second and third of the, the runners. But your off-field activities last year with everything yeah. happening last year, how important was that for you to join a ball club for the first year yet be very instrumental in guiding a lot of things that happen with the athletics off the field? Yeah, you know, I, I was talking to my wife, and it was kind of a, a perfect storm of, you know, you don't want to be a it was a tough situation. You don't want to be that guy that has 10 days in the big leagues and doing, you know, all of this stuff off the field. You know, it was almost a perfect storm of, you know, feeling like I had enough time in the big leagues to really use my platform. And, um, you know, especially with the plus one effect and everything going on, just to be vocal about everything going on. And, uh, you know, the team was very supportive, very receptive and everything. And uh, like I said, can't thank them enough. And, you know, just very pleased to be with this organization. It's a organization that just lets you be yourself uh, while also, uh, you know, speaking what you feel and what's on your heart and, um, you know, just be able to all the things that we did last year was awesome. And, you know, obviously the A's were behind us 100 percent. And like I said, can't thank them enough. The plus one effect was a learning experience for you and those that you connected with, Tony. How powerful was that and continues to be an experience for you? Yeah, I wish I could show you guys my, my DMs from Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, I think my wife, we answered over 500 people through, you know, all social media platforms just to, you know, it's almost like teaching a kindergartner or a first grader how to do one plus one or two plus two. And, you know, just having open conversations about race and being honest about being put yourself in someone else's shoes, you know, put yourself in the shoe of, you know, a, a black person or a person of color. And, you know, everybody sees this life through a different lens and being able to uh, do that is one of the most important things is just empathize with, you know, people who are going through things like that. And, um, you yeah, man, I think we reached and helped a lot of people and, you know, it's still going on today. And, um, you know, like I said, it's exceeded all the expectations that um, I ever thought it could get to. Jose Rojas, Rojas walks to load the bases. That brings up Taylor Ward. And, well, if the ace could be as fortunate as... <laughs> The Angels pitcher last inning, Sandoval, was walked the bases low to able to get a double play. That was with one out to get out of the inning. This inning, leadoff double, walk and a walk, bases loaded, and that brings up Taylor Ward as we continue our conversation with Tony Kemp, the a second baseman of the day. Schlitter delivers the 1 0 pitch. There's a strike. Hey, Tony, you know. I've been around a long time, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess you could say. Fortunately, it's <laughs> fortunately. But, but the one thing I remember, there was a veteran who came to the ball club, and he'd been a leader with the other clubs. And he came, and I remember him saying, you know, if I don't play every day, I can't be a leader. And, and mm. granted, you had the opportunity to play a lot, probably mm -hmm. not on the everyday basis last year, but right. how much did that impact you to be able, again, to do the things that you did and yeah. maybe have the support of your teammates, even though you weren't an everyday player that maybe you could step up and say, okay, I did this and, you know, follow me because this is what we're going to do. Right. That's a, I mean, obviously, yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. And it's, it's one of those things that, 
Um, you know, once I got to the team in spring training, I just wanted to be as open as possible to people and just say, hey, I'm open to any conversation that you guys want to have. And, um, you know, I think the the best thing about it is just being as genuine as you can and, you know, upfront and honest with, with people as you can. And, um, you know, I, I think that's how you kind of earn the respect of your teammates by just being open and honest with them and, you know, shooting them straight. Um, so at the end of the day, I just kind of said, hey, guys, love to be here. If you ever need anything, I'm always here for you. So um, that was one of the things that I, I always harped on is especially when you're to get them. Come on. Uh, <laughs> especially when you're uh, you're out there giving it your all every day, um, you know, being honest with your teammates, it just makes it that much easier. Well, that get them was our guest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. You can go ahead and make the. Make yeah, yeah, Tony, <laughs> I can't hit left-handers, so if you don't mind, let the play-by-play stay up here. I'll let you go. I'll, I'll stay in the box. You guys stay up there. <laughs> well, that was Taylor Ward with a two-strike count, uh, hitting a ball off the glove, not of Matt Chapman at third base, because uh, we saw what could happen there. By the way, what did you think about Chappie's play in the in the first oh, inning? Oh man, I mean. It's the rhythm and the timing of how he gets his pre-pitch routine set up and what he does with his legs. It's just so impressive. And, um, you know, when he lays out and he gives Ole a one-hop, I mean, these guys have been with each other all yeah. through the minor league. So um, they know each other through the back of their hand. And, uh, you know, a couple of days ago we were all able to hang out and, you know, they're best friends off the field too. So, um, you know, that chemistry that they've been building for the last, I don't know, five or six years is everything, especially when you're – um, on a field, and you want to give a nice little one-hop to somebody, and he knows how to play it, so mm -hmm. it was good. That's a long fly ball to Get center field by Jeremiah Jackson as the runner from first tags also, but runner from third does score, and after the two-run single by Ward, he goes to second on the long fly ball, and the runner scores, giving the Angels the lead by a score of 5-2 to two here in the top of the fifth inning. Tony, how, how can people still connect with you with the plus-one effect? Yeah, so if you go to my Twitter, uh, the link is in my bio, and um, it's just at Tony Kemp on Twitter, and um, go check it out. Um, go see what it's about, and um, if you ever have any questions about um, racial inequalities or injustices, uh, slide in the DM. I'll be, I'll be happy to help you answer some questions. And then and now just to what's happening on the field with the club, with eventually what became the roster with the late acquisitions, Elvis coming over, Trevor Rosenthal coming over, Mitch mm -hmm. Moreland. What's, you don't want to lose guys like Marcus and Liam. They're right. vital. We know that. Right. But baseball, especially with the A's, is a, is a team that does mm -hmm. have turnover. But the way they pivoted and put the club together, what, what kind of energy does that give the team? I mean, yeah, it's huge. I mean, especially bringing in those veteran presences. Um, you know, my locker is next to Mitch Moreland and played against him for the past four or five years and just being able to pick his brain. And, you know, just uh, when you bring in guys like that, they don't even have to say anything. It's just the presence that they bring. And, you know, Chappie was messing with them after we got off the field and we were going to our next station. And he said, hey, Dad, where are we, uh, where are we going for the next station? So, uh, you know, we're already giving them a hard time. But, you know, it's cool to have guys around like that that have been around that have that playoff World Series experience um, to bring it to this team. And, you know, uh, hopefully it's that hopefully it's that extra oomph that we need to uh, get to the World Series again. Breaking ball from Slitter misses high, and that's going to take the count to one and two. By the way, the guy that Chappie called dad owns the athletics. Yeah. You know, as far as his hitting, because <laughs> the, the years he played against the athletics, we used to call him Babe. Yeah. Babe. 
because he hit the A's so well. Tony, I want to ask you because, again, I, I can't overemphasize the importance of you facing the left-hander and getting that walk. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something I hope you went by the skipper and said, hey, did you see that? <laughs> you know, just to, just to make sure you don't have to pinch hit for me yeah. if I'm in the game. But, you know, it seems, you know, Matt Olson and the pitch from Schlitter, check swing, he does go there around far enough for the strikeout. But, but it seems like, you know, because of the platooning and – even more so because the great defensive work by Matt Olson, he's in yeah. every day. And what I've seen and seen throughout the years where a right-handed or a left-handed pitcher facing predominantly right-handed lineup, once he sees a lefty, it changes. Uh-huh. You know, what, what have you seen that maybe it's hard for him to throw strikes against a lefty because maybe he doesn't face him that often? Yeah, because if you're set up with all righties, you know, sometimes you're set up on a certain part of the rubber. Yeah. And some lefties try to, if they're facing a lefty, they're on a different part of the rubber. So that's a new dig for them. That's a new type of um, push-off for them. So uh, it's a little hard to get your footing at first. But, um, you know, last year, especially what we were doing, um, we were really able to, you know, pick up a lot of tips on pitchers. And, you know, this team is very good at communicating and, um, you know, you can't really see it on the field, but if you see a tip from a pitcher, you know, these guys are on it. So um, a lot of guys over here who are students of the game that really pay attention, really understand what the pitcher is trying to do um, in certain counts, guys on, guys not on, and uh, that's what makes this team special. Well, Tony, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, always great to, uh, to, to remind people about mm-hmm. the platform that's out there. We'll be keeping updated on that throughout the course of the year and. Uh, Stay healthy during spring. We're getting ready for opening day. Thanks uh, so much. I appreciate it. Don't, don't be afraid to come say hi to me every well, now and well, then. If we were allowed, yeah, we would yeah. be more than happy to. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to say, during the season, we're Tier 3, brother. Okay. We, can't, we can't get down there. Don't know. make me cry. <laughs> All right. Maybe we can social distance and figure something <laughs> yeah. out. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for yep. joining us. You guys have a good one. Appreciate it. You too. First and foremost, we want to get to our guest, and that is Mark Canna, who's down in the dugout joining us. And Mark, what's it like for you in spring training? You've let off for at least a couple of games now, but uh, there's been talk about you leading off, a very patient hitter that you are, a uh, good on-base percentage. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I'm all for it. I'm, you know, I'm, I've done it before in high school, and, and somebody's got to fill in Marcus's shoes, which, which aren't easy to fill because I thought he was a really good leadoff hitter. But, um, it, you know, I've, that's kind of been my calling card is like, fill in where you need me so uh throughout my career I'm, I'm willing to do it what does it say about your patience number one but also like marcus the ability to hit home runs and of course the great ricky henderson who did the same thing he could walk and hit home runs and do whatever but how much does that play into what you are at least thinking about and perhaps your experience you had in the past being as a leadoff hitter yeah i think um it, it can be a really good thing for a for a guy who can hit homers to hit in the leadoff spot for a number of reasons. One, they'd, they're, they're either going to be incentivized to throw you more strikes, so you, more hittable pitches, so you uh, so you, they don't walk you. And then on the other hand, they know you got some power, so that they're, they're going to be careful at, depending on how, if you're swinging the bat well, it makes it really tricky because then they're going to be careful and then you yeah. get the walks. It kind of, uh, it's a double-edged sword that way. Well, the sound of the crack of the bat was a ground ball to shortstop by Daniel Johnson thrown out by Nick Allen at shortstop for the first out of this top of the fifth inning. Or Most important offseason question for me, Mark, what was the best meal you prepared <laughs> this winter, big league foodie that you are? Oh, gosh. Um, we cooked a lot. Um, you had to. I'm a, I'm a big uh, – I have a couple of specialties, and the ones that uh, – 
my little girls like is spaghetti and meatballs. I think <laughs> that's their favorite. You're so. talking to Italians now. Yeah. yeah. Understand where you're going. Yeah. So um, I, I really nailed that one just because the, <laughs> the little ladies love it so much. And uh, that's you, what I like to make. You, you it, make it, it sound like it's a, it's a, it's a, a, I mean, pasta, throw it in the in the pot with some water and boil it, yeah. you know, for X number of minutes. And all yeah. the sauce. Well, it's all in the meatballs, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you got, got my own <laughs> recipe, and it's it's simple, but, uh, you know. Well, what is a, it? There's subtleties in well, there. Well, what is the I, recipe? People are interested. I use a, a 50-50 mixture of, of ground pork and ground beef and uh, there you go. some onions and garlic and and uh, some good stuff in there, and, and uh, yeah. Not not much to it, but it, it's it's just a it's a f crowd favorite, you know. So I keep that one. That one's in rotation. Most importantly, what what's the vibe? I mean, you've got there are changes, but seem like changes that that allows the train to stay on the tracks and uh, interesting personalities coming together here in spring training. Yeah, well, our our clubhouse is always a really welcoming place, and uh, you know we got a lot of different personalities coming in this year with Sergio Romo's. Uh, a real different kind of guy, and and you got Rosenthal, and and uh, just a, a bunch of new faces, and I think uh, I think they're comfortable to say the least, and we do a good job of that, and it's always nice to uh, to have the extra firepower. There's a strikeout to Freeman on three pitches, on two pitches to Zimmer, and that's to 0 and 2, and. A very quick inning so far, and I say that hoping that it lasts longer so we can talk to Mark Canna longer. But, but Mark, you had hip surgery, and also mm -hmm. Matt Chapman had it this offseason. Any talk with him? Are he talking to you about recovery? And I mean, you've turned out to be a tremendous player all around, regardless of that. But uh, what kind of conversation, if any, has there been with Matt Chapman? Yeah, I, I um, going into it, I just gave him a little advice. I I, I remember when I was rehabbing for that, um, the thing I, did, I didn't realize about rehabbing is you have a lot of downtime. You have, I had a lot of time to kind of get in the weight room. And I think one of the, one of the mistakes I actually made was putting on like a lot of weight, a lot of like, because I was in the weight room so much lifting and getting bigger and stuff. And I thought I was doing myself a service. And I think coming back for an injury it was a little too much for the for the hip to kind of carry that extra load mm. so I, I told him to watch out for that and be weary of that and just kind of keep your weight be mindful of that and that was uh, a thing that I, I made sure I told him uh, probably a mistake that I made 2-2 two -two pitch line drive towards center field coming on is Buddy Reed he'll let it drop in front of him as we continue our conversation with Mark Canada the the chef and also outstanding left fielder. Mark, let, let me ask you this. Like, how do you look at today's game for yourself? 0-2, base hit, got down a uh, strike to Karen Check, earn the walk. How do, you, mm -hmm. how do you go through a day-by-day -day evaluation on, on as you're progressing toward getting the season started? Yeah, it's a progress. Um, for, particularly for me, it's, it's, a, it's always I'm never a fast starter. So it's always a matter of just kind of finding, being patient, finding your tempo and finding your swing. And today to get, that was my first knock of the spring. So it was nice to get the first one under, out of the way. And, and uh, you know, the walks, I know, I know my approach is good. And, and that's always, that's been there since the start. So that's a good sign. But um, just, to, just to have that first one land in the outfield was nice, honestly, to... Um, for some reassurance on the, the work you're doing. Well, this one lands on the left fielder's glove, and that is Brown. 
and that is the end of the inning, and it ends our conversation with Mark Kennedy. Mark, thanks for joining us, and uh, continued success. Glad you're healthy, and uh, we'll ask you about the perhaps the rotating designated hitter for this year with Katie no longer here, but best of luck to you, and uh, continue being a great chef, and anytime you're going to bring any food up to the booth, feel free. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, you know, I, I got tons of time during the season, so I'll be <laughs> cooking for you on the daily. Sounds great. Thank, Thank you, Mark. Mark. See you guys. The ace general manager, we're thankful he's joining us on this warm Sunday afternoon. And, I mean, David, so far so good. I want to start with the decision to, to put the young pitchers, the young starters, two times through the rotation have your regular starters back at the backfield and how that has worked out because it seems it's worked great. Yeah, it really has. Um, you know, it was twofold. It was, first of all, the, the guys we expect to be in the rotation, uh, get them in a little more controlled environment, simulated games. Obviously, we, we have a lot of variables coming off a short season last year, so I'm not sure how they're going to respond. So it made sense to build them up in simulated fashion. And then it also opens up some opportunities for the guys we've seen, Jeffries, Caprillion, Holmes, Cole Irvin. All those guys get some, some early action against you know the top of major league lineups. It's a better way to evaluate them. And uh, they've done pretty well. They have. They've all done a nice job. Grant with two scoreless today. Dalton pitched well out in Peoria yesterday. So it's, it's been a really good uh, showcase for those guys. Elvis Andrews standing in for the twists and turns of Perez. Elvis struck out looking his first time up. And uh, Oliver off the third base side of the hill. He makes the Valley of the Sun his offseason home. He readies and delivers. And he's high with ball one. Elvis Andrews and the acquisition and what happened how all that pivoted for the A's. What was it like making that uh, happen, David? Well, we, I think we were fortunate after, you know, obviously after Marcus left and we had some questions what we are going to do there. Uh, fortunate a guy like Elvis was available and then we were able to work it out. David, I want to commend you for a tremendous job in the latter part of uh, right, well, right before spring training. How were you able to make so many moves to improve your club in such a short amount of time? right before spring training. Yeah, I appreciate it, Ray, and our, our staff deserves a lot of a lot of uh, credit for that. We, you know. Roller to shortstop, Rosario to his right gloves, and over in time to retire Andrews. You, you mentioned the, the latter half of the offseason. Obviously, we didn't do a lot early on and all the way basically through January um, just because we were kind of in a holding pattern, waiting to see what happened with the season. But uh, our baseball ops group did a great job of, of staying on top of some options, having plan B and plan C in place. And when, you know, when Marcus left and we figured we were going to have to pivot, we, we had all these things lined up. And you just you keep the conversations going with other clubs, with, with agents. And uh, when, you know, obviously executing the, the Andrus trade with Texas is what really freed us up mm -hmm. to do a number of things. Now uh, Matt Olson stands in. Home in his first time, rolls one foul past first base. What have you enjoyed watching Matt's early spring performance? <laughs> I enjoy watching the ball hit the tents in right field, <laughs> as does everybody else. I think, you know, Ole had a long offseason to think about his offensive performance last year. He and, and we all knew he didn't do what he was capable of, and, and it's been great to see him come out here determined early on to kind of turn things around. 
Perez to Olsen, left on left, down and in. We're in the third, visiting with A's general manager David Forrest. Oakland in front, 3 nothing. David, 60 games last year, a lot of talk about, well, if you play the 162, guys are going to be tired. What are your thoughts on a full season after playing just the 60 last year? I think it could go either way. I mean, you, you could have guys who, you know, are, are fatigued early on, and there's another double by Ole <laughs> down the right field line. He pulls it past the first baseman. Bradley takes the wide turn, but holds as Johnson plays it back in. Nice job on the play-by-play. Yeah. I do a little bit of everything. Yeah, but you call it a double. It's only a single. Rookie mistake. Um, No, I think guys, you know, guys may end up getting fatigued later in the summer because they didn't play a full season, but you also may have guys who have fresh legs. I know, you know, speaking of fresh legs, Chappie feels like he's got his legs under him now that the hip surgery is behind him and he's ready to go. Um, I think you may see guys out of the bullpen, too, who, who are used to throwing 60, 70 games maybe look fresh this time yeah. in August and September because they didn't have that workload last year. So I, I think we'll have to monitor each guy. The pitch to Chapman with Homer his first time. He lines it to left, sinking fast, but it stays for wow. Gamble, then hits off his noggin, and it goes into the left field corner. Olsen's going to hustle to third base, and he's going to be held up by Mark Kotze into second base. Wow. Is uh, Matt Chapman, that ball must have knuckled or done something because it banged off the the forehead, it <laughs> appears, of Ben Gamble. He's okay as he went to chase it down in the left field corner, but hard contact by Chapman. And hard contact on the other end, too, because I don't know if ball carries that far unless it did hit his head. And Jose Canseco someplace is saying, hey, it doesn't happen just to me. Only in Cleveland when Jose did it was a home run. <laughs> David, one thing I wonder, you know, as you were waiting out the free agent market, and look, everybody knows the situation with the A's and the Coliseum and facilities, but it's a winning tradition. It's a coaching staff that's well-respected. When you were having those conversations with players trying to make those choices, how much did that help you maybe lure them to the green and gold? Well, I think the, the success of this team over the last three years really had a big impact. And, and we heard from a number of guys uh, who either wanted to stay here or wanted to come. And, and you look at, you know, Petit absolutely wanted to be back. Sergio Romo, who lives in the Bay Area, like told us early in the offseason he wanted to come here. Uh, ultimately, Trevor Rosenthal liked the situation here because of the chance to win. So I, I think, you know, it starts with Bob. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Bob's reputation is as good as any manager in the game. Guys love playing for him the way he runs the clubhouse. So we have that as our first sales pitch anytime we talk to a free agent is you get to play for Bob Melvin. Um, but after that, the, the foundation and the success of this team really is a, a lure for a lot of guys. Two balls at a strike now on Ramon Laureano. Runners at second and third and East seven on Gamble, put Olsen at third and Chapman at second base. Ramon struck out looking his first time up. Hey, how can you have Rod Manfred's signature on your forehead and get an error? <laughs> That's a tough E. Gosh. It's a 103-mile-an-hour yeah. line drive coming at you. Here's a 2-1. It's hit high in the air to deep left center field. On the run, Gamble toward the track, looking up at the berm over the wall, and out it goes for Ramon Laureano. He connects on Oliver Perez with two men aboard. And that extends the A's lead. They double it now to 6 nothing. Well, three home runs today, and all three, you hear the sound of the bat and just watch the players. They tell you how far it's gone. And with Olsen, Chapman, and Alariano, they just stood and kind of watched, knew it was gone, and obviously gone very quickly. And David Forrest, the A's general manager, joins us. And, David, I want to ask you, you alluded to Bob Melvin. It all starts with him. Because of the, the fact that it is 162, and as you mentioned, some guys might have tired legs or whatever. How much does the depth help? 
and also the fact that Bob Melvin is conscious of some of the guys of what they can and can't not do and will manage accordingly. Yeah, we always try and uh, build our depth here in the offseason and going into the spring, and we, we know it takes – uh, you know, it takes upwards of 40 players to get through the season. So we feel like we've added to that depth. Uh, I feel like Bob does a really good job managing, with, along with the medical staff who knows when guys need day offs. I mean, the, the guys we've talked about just this inning, Ramon needs to get off his feet occasionally. Chappie we got to take care of. Hopefully we've got the DH spot occasionally to give guys, you know, half day off. So it's a big part of what Bob does on a day-to-day basis is make sure that guys are, are staying fresh and that we're, you know, we're preparing for a marathon here. It's not not, not at all like the sprint of 60 games like yeah. last year. Stephen Piscotti at the plate. Two balls and a strike on him. 6 nothing. Oakland in the bottom of the third. And Perez to the plate. And Dow's a fastball in there for a strike. Two key players we haven't seen yet in the big league games over here, David. Jed Lowry uh, wants to be back in the fold. And A.J. Puck, what's, what can you tell us about both of them? Yeah, both guys have gotten some work uh, over at the minor league complex. So they'll be ready when uh, when their time comes, but Jed's Jed's taking live at bats every day. Obviously, our our training staff wants to take it slow with him based on his his last couple of seasons. But he looks he looks really good. He swung the bat well against some live BP, uh, and AJ finally got out there yesterday, or I'm sorry, two days ago. Looked great, looked good velo, and uh, and he's just about ready to get in games too. So it'll be exciting sometime this week for both those guys to get in games. Why can it work for Jed again with Oakland? <laughs> <laughs> when it didn't work the last two years in New York. I think you have to ask Nick Paparesta. He's the guy who keeps Jed the healthiest. So uh, I, I think we, we feel really good that the knee issue that bothered him the last two years is behind him. He finally had the surgery that he needed uh, after last season. Um, and he, you know, we talked earlier about guys wanting to come here. Jed knows whatever it is, whatever's in the water, we, we've kept him healthy, and, and he really wants to be back out on the field. Stephen Piscotti got hit by a pitch, so he's at first base. The troubles continue for Oliver Perez, not of his own doing, thanks to an E7, although well-struck ball earlier in the inning by Matt Chapman and a three-run homer by Ramon Laureano. 6 nothing Oakland with Austin Allen at the plate. Backup catcher is a true competition for you, David. What have you seen so far? Both guys have done a nice job here early. Obviously, Aramis, we're just getting to know, um, but he's handled the pitchers well. He threw out a runner the other day and, and took a couple walks, which you always like to see. And uh, and we know what Austin's capable of. We know the power that he has in his bat. He did a nice job at times last year. So that'll be one of the decisions we have to make leading up to April 1st. Breaking ball cut on and missed by Allen. It's one and two. What what do you think at this point from Sean Murphy's standpoint? He's had the knee issue, now the lung. What are you anticipating with him as far as how much he can catch and the importance of having the backup catcher to fill in when he can't? Yeah, I mean, we always know with, with Murph that you got to make sure, you know, keep him rested. That was, you know, one of the hardest things about trading Jonah Haim in that, yeah. in that deal was knowing that you got to have a solid backup behind Murph. But I talked to Darren Bush this morning. Murph's been in the cage working with, with the hitting coaches, and, and I think we're probably about 10 days out maybe from getting him in a game, but he's already doing the baseball work that he needs to. Next delivery to uh, Austin Allen outside, three balls and two strikes. David, your club. Won a postseason series last year. In fact, fought off elimination games against the White Sox. And uh, one of those, at least against the Astros, your rotation comes back intact. What, what level of confidence does that give you for 2021? Well, I think, and there's a slow hopper to Perez. Throw over to second for the force out, back to first. Interference. Okay. Interference <laughs> on Perez. So he gets first base. We're going to award Austin Allen first base yeah. there. 
You, you, Vince, you try and describe what happened there because I'm, I'm not sure I can do I, it. I got news for you. You're better at, at doing that than I am trying to dig through the analytics that you guys do on a daily basis. Um, all right, we'll give Austin Allen first base. Yeah, on the, the defender's got to let the base runner go. But, um, no, I mean, you asked about the rotation. And, look, get, getting over that series was, was a big hurdle. I, I think for a lot of people in the organization, you know, the, the players on the field, they, they've only known the last couple of years, so they don't sort of bear the burden of, of the past 20 seasons or so. But uh, I think it gave them the confidence getting past that White Sox series. Like you said, fighting off elimination one game against the Astros. They, they know what they're capable of, and, and they're confident. And, and just like going into last season, they're, they're – goal was to go further well well now they have another step to go so i think we we ultimately want to defend the division uh and then and then we've got the deep rotation we've got that foundation back and and with lazardo and Manaya and montas and bassett you've got you know four guys right at the top with with mike fires behind them that uh ultimately should serve you well in, in a playoff series and you've got the fans back yeah. It'd be great. Yeah, really exciting. Even just down here, having 2,000 people, it's such a difference to have those people in the stands and, and hear something. Um, but to think about the possibility of having eight or 9,000 opening night in Oakland, whatever, yeah. whatever Dave Cavill and his group can squeeze into that building, uh, it's exciting. And I, I've heard the players talking about it. It'll be a lot of fun to see people back at the stadium. Because we didn't know. We would have the canned noise in our headsets, <laughs> but you're watching the game from your position, and you hear the quiet of the ballpark more so than we did. It did. It, it was weird. I mean, look, it started literally opening night. O Ole hits the walk-off yeah. in extra <laughs> innings, and there's nobody there to celebrate it. So it, it started right away, and it, it was bizarre at times. And, and, you know, and there were things you, you wished you had fans there to, to sort of enjoy with them. And, and, again, even though it's, you know, we're starting at a, a lower capacity, it'll be really nice to let A's fans come watch this team. Perez with an 0-2 curveball hit to... Deep short, backhanded by Rosario, goes the short way to second. David, as always, we appreciate the candor, and thanks for answering all of our questions. All right, guys, good talking thanks to you. Thanks for the play-by-play, -play too. That <laughs> no was very problem. good. Thank you for listening to a special edition of A's Unfiltered from Spring Training. We now send you back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.